Oh my, I'm back after, what, six months of avoiding a uh, episode in 1 Thessalonians. I'm back at it. Um, Kind of a solo one today, uh, but we're going to look at this idea that your weaknesses, your failures, your pain and suffering, it doesn't disqualify you from what God is calling you into. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I'd been the youth pastor here at First Baptist Vernon for about four or five months. I was 24 years old and obviously knew everything about everything. I knew how to build a ministry from the ground up. I knew how to reach students with the good news of the gospel. I knew it all. And so I diagnosed an issue in my youth ministry. You see, Sunday after Sunday during Sunday school, we'd have quite a bit of adult volunteers and just not very many students. And so in my 24 years of just wisdom and knowledge, I decided that the problem was we had too many adult volunteers. Not only did I misdiagnose the issue we were facing on Sunday mornings, I also foolishly responded to it. I sent an email to all of my adult volunteers, a historic historic email. I said that the reason our youth ministry was floundering For some reason, I used a fish term. I said we were floundering on Sunday mornings because we had too many adult volunteers. And I lovingly told my adult volunteers that they were more than welcome to go to an adult class on Sunday mornings so as to help (laughs) the student ministry. Now, obviously, that was not received well. I lost a lot of volunteers, not only for Sunday mornings, but also for Wednesday nights. Some volunteers never came back to my student ministry to this day even though relationships have been restored, thankfully. I had an older man in my church, a wiser, more mature man, take me to lunch and basically just tell me I was an idiot for not only misdiagnosing what the problem was, but also trying to send an email to lead a team. And as as much as that uh, affected my ministry and affected my relationships, I am so grateful that it happened because I learned from it. I learned how to lead a team. I learned how to diagnose problems together. I learned how to provide solutions together. I learned so much from that experience. You see, we are all going to have difficulties in our life, a lot of which are brought about by our own lack of wisdom and our own lack of experience. You know, if we can find a way, if we can find a way to use those setbacks and mistakes for our growth in godliness, in our growth in leadership, in whatever role we find ourselves in, well, then those things aren't wasted. You know, Paul and his team were absolutely mistreated in Philippi. We read about this in the book of Acts, that they were stripped naked, that they were beaten, that they were put in jail without a trial, all because of opposition to the good news of the gospel. Now, if I'm Paul and his team, uh, I'm probably going to evaluate my effectiveness and I'm going to evaluate my uh, ability to do what God was asking me to do. I'm going to probably shrink back in fear or shrink back in feelings of inadequacy or insecurity. And yet we see in 1 Thessalonians that that is the opposite, that how they responded was indeed the opposite of that. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this. It says, For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. 
you know, the church in Thessalonica, they knew exactly what had happened in Philippi because the next step in Paul's journey was to Thessalonica. And the next step for his team was to proclaim the gospel there. And so the church in Thessalonica, these brothers and sisters in Christ, were well acquainted with what happened in Philippi. And they were thus well acquainted with the fact that it didn't stop Paul and his team for even a moment. That they continued to proclaim the good news of the gospel with boldness. Now there's a bajillion differences between me and the Apostle Paul. But I think one of them in this situation, obviously, is that some of the difficulties I've faced in Vernon have not been a result necessarily of opposition to God's word being proclaimed. Rather, it's oftentimes just the result of my mistakes and my shortcomings. You know, I've been reading through Chuck Swindoll's commentary on First and Second Thessalonians. I, I read it years ago in Phoenix, and I'm kind of re-journeying through it. I love First and Second Thessalonians. And as I was studying this passage, uh, this quote from Chuck's, uh, Chuck Swindoll's commentary just leapt off the page. It's a little bit long, but I, I want to read it to you because it's beautiful. It's about Paul and his team. So as they could have felt disqualified, or at least unqualified, by the rejection they had received from the Romans and city officials in Philippi prior to heading to Thessalonica. But instead, they knew something great leaders learn sooner or later. Disabilities need not disqualify. Some of the best leaders come from a scarred past. Pain, suffering, brokenness, mistakes, and setbacks. These things can teach us patience, perseverance, compassion, and hope. Essential components of effective leadership that become examples to others. You know, there are a couple big experiences in my life in Vernon uh, that have just helped me grow as a leader and that have helped equip me to better proclaim the gospel. I know one of those things has been, uh, if you know me even remotely, you know, a big part of my story is my brother Trevor and how he ran away from home uh, now whew, six years ago. And, and I haven't seen him in six years. And uh, that, that was, there was so much pain when I first moved to Vernon as I was still wrestling with that. And don't get me wrong, there are absolutely still moments where that hurts, where I'm reflecting on how much I miss him, and, and it brings pain to my heart and to my mind. And yet something God has done in, in that pain uh, is he's shown me that Trevor was a young man that needed constant love. And, and I don't know what the end of Trevor's story might be, uh, but I know he needed love and affirmation. And so many students that I interact with, that I come across, that that's exactly what they're desiring too. They may not be receiving it in, in much consistency, whether in their family or amongst their peers. They, they want love and affirmation. And God has used just really the unimaginable pain of essentially losing a brother uh, to prepare me to love others. And man, I, I'm just sitting in the youth room recording this right now, just so grateful for the way that God has redeemed that part of my story, redeemed that part of my family's story. So that, that's something that happened to me. Again, not a result of my mistake, something that just happened to me. And yet God didn't waste that pain. A couple other things that have happened here. I, I remember when I first got here, I was so incredibly impatient with our students. 
I was absolutely obsessed with respect. I was absolutely obsessed of, with having the authority and, and making sure everyone knew I was the authority in the room. Thankfully, things God has stripped me from uh, over the years. But I was so impatient. I'd be rude to students. Uh, I'd get loud with the students. And yeah, there's a time and place for firmness. But I was taking it too far, forgetting these students are coming from school. <laughs> They've been sitting in the class, classroom for hours and hours. I would just lose my cool. I remember one day I, I had to go to the Boys and Girls Club here in Vernon, find a student that had been at church the night before and apologize to him because I had just taken it too far in some things I said to him. You know, though I had to learn. Uh, there's not going to be much relationship there. If you're just a, an authority figure who wants to be in charge and wants everyone to listen to you, not only is your team not going to want to support you, uh, but those you're trying to reach aren't going to want anything to do with you. And I've had to learn over the years uh, that this idea of love and this idea of service, and, and yes, I have been called by God to be a pastor and to lead, but that comes through lovingly, compassionately, gently, patiently caring for people. And again, so here's another area of my life that God uh, has just grown me in, and I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my shortcomings and failures in that area because God has uh, taught me and he has grown me. The last thing I can think of is uh, really the last two months of 2021. If you are uh, a part of my life or a part of my social media life, you know I, I faced some pretty heavy depression for about six weeks. Uh, it started November 14th, and it finished up January 4th. <laughs> uh, they're not always that black and white uh, beginning and end points in those stretches, but that one, it was very clear when it began and when it ended. And I'm grateful for it. Uh, there are some journals that I prayed in that need to be burned uh, in the event of my death. Uh, but I learned so much. God reminded me uh, that life is bigger than me and that his plan for me is a lot bigger than what's happening to me in the here and now. And his purposes in our world uh, are not um, ultimately to make me happy. <laughs> it's the salvation, it's the gospel being proclaimed. And and I wondered, I was like, why is this happening? And I don't have all the answers. Uh, some of the things that uh, were hard on me haven't changed. The circumstances haven't changed. And yet I've been able to get perspective. And a couple weeks ago, I got to preach or share a lesson at a winter retreat, kind of a breakout session. And I did mine on depression and how to walk with God when you are struggling with depression, how to continue praising him, how to continue praying, and, and then having learning how to remember our purpose in those seasons as well. I just remember, you know, 90, 90 students probably just about across the three breakout sessions. And I just remember looking in their faces and, and seeing some of them nod and, and seeing, you know, some of them just responded at a, at a deep level to what I was teaching. And so I praised God, that that those that season in my life wasn't wasted, that God used the pain, that God used the brokenness, the suffering for His purposes and for His glory, and man, that is that is just such a beautiful testimony of what God can do. So again, I don't know what uh, is going on in your life today as you're listening. I don't know where you have made mistakes or where. Um, you faced opposition in, in different areas of your life. 
whether it's leading your home or leading a business or um, leading a friend group or leading a ministry at a church. I, I don't know where God has put you, but I, I do want you to know there's, there's nothing that's going on in your life that God can't redeem. In those painful moments, whether it's moments brought about by your sin or moments brought about by living in a broken world, those painful moments don't disqualify you from leading. Those things might be the very means through which God makes the greatest impact via your life. I don't know what I was trying to say there. But the, God can use those things. He used Paul despite opposition despite, for all accounts, defeat in Philippi. He was able to keep Paul moving forward to proclaim the gospel in Thessalonica. And here today, thousands of years later, we get to read his encouragement to that church. And so I pray this episode was an encouragement to you. Dive into scripture, dive into 1 Thessalonians, specifically those two verses we looked at today, and be reminded that your disabilities don't disqualify you. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me as I try and put out content, uh, you can head to my Patreon. Uh, it's just Roach Ramblings. And for just $5 a month, you can support me as I try and put out podcasts and blogs and YouTube videos about scripture. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Give it a share uh, and I will see you next time.